the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that goes on in the dark. I'm Taylor Shea. And I'm Tori. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, it is officially spooky season in our household. It's September. It was, it, currently it is September 5th, which (laughs) means it is pre-Halloween, pre-October. It is, we are pre-gaming Halloween. Yes. We literally already started buying all fall scented things. You went ham yesterday (laughs) at Bath and Body Works. I did. I spent a lot of money at Bath and Body Works. Got so many. We organized our candle collection and... Oh boy, is it overwhelming. We have a whole cabinet full of candles, Mm -hmm. um, and I also have more in my room upstairs. So that's great. Um, And we're currently burning Mm -hmm. a pumpkin spice scented candle. We're going to go to like Mm -hmm. Trader Joe's today, get some stuff, like maybe some fall stuff. You know, we're definitely in the fall mood. Like I went to Target. I went to Target and went ham on fall stuff. I'm drinking out of a pumpkin cup meant for kids because it's just spooky season. (laughs) Last night, I forced us all to watch Over the Garden Wall because it's my favorite fall themed. which is so Thing. funny that is, it's I like it, I don't know it just it's very it's, you it's, it's very you exactly it is everything <laughs> that is me yes just I quote it constantly I yes. quoted it at you several times you had no idea what yep. it was so I was like mm-hmm. all right it's fall time perfect here mm-hmm. we go I yep. forced you to watch American Psycho which you did not yeah like. I was not a fan of it honestly it was like I get the appeal of it because it's a conventionally attractive man like and mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna admit it I'm one of those motherfuckers I don't condone I don't like real-life serial killers. I don't think they're attractive. I think they're shitheads, whatever. However, a nice, attractive slasher, my type. Like, I'd fuck with it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get it. I I get the appeal of Patrick Mm -hmm. Bateman. However, like, do I think, like, cinematically, it was very important and very, like, well put together? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. However, the entire time, I had to put energy into watching it, and we were watching after a long day of running around. I was playing a video game at the same time. I just wasn't, like into it like I like to watch movies where I don't have to put a lot of thought into watching it and that's when I had to put thought into it yeah even though I love Midsummer, like Midsummer is a good one but I feel like it's in a different way because it wraps up I don't like movies that don't wrap up well I well here's the thing I know that's meant to not wrap up well but I'm just not a fan of it you know what I mean it's definitely not everybody's cup of tea and it was one of those like I have to show you it because it's important to the genre Mm -hmm. not because I want to watch this yeah because like when we were trying to find a horror movie to watch last night, because, like, as we talked about last time, like, very much, like, ghosty things are hard for you. Very and there were so me. many ghosty options. Yeah. And you were not ready for that yeah, last I, night. Yeah, I need to, so. like, mentally prepare myself, so yeah. maybe, like, later we can watch one, because I can prepare myself. But mm-hmm. last night it was just like, let's put a horror movie on. Like, I would have been fine with, like, like American Psycho, Orphan, like, shit yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Stuff that's, like, more of a thriller. I don't have to prepare myself for thrillers. You know what I mean? That is the funniest, like, sentence to say. I don't have to prepare myself (laughs) mentally for murder. No. But the ghosts... Yeah. Well, it, you know what? And I feel like you're not the first person to say that to me. Like, I have told people, like, you know, I would... Okay, it's going to sound fun. Like, I think I've said this before. The Soul franchise is my favorite movie franchise of all fucking time. Oh, I, I, wild to me. I have seen every single one of those movies at least three times all the way through. I know all the traps. I know, like, the little behind the scenes. Like, oh, this connected from one to five because of this, whatever. <laughs> fucking love it. Like, I love that shit. However, like, I will watch that over and over and over again, no preparing. I'm fine with the shit like that. I was able to watch Seven, no preparation. I fucking loved it. You know what I mean? Shit like that. However, you throw, like, some hereditary bullshit, some exorcist, some fucking conjuring. No, 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 bitch. I, because here's the thing. I know how to protect myself from a murderer. I don't know how to protect myself from a ghost. I'm over here just like, I grew up with the ghost. This is fine. See, I didn't. I grew up in a household built in the 70s. Not saying that those houses can't be yeah. haunted, but, like, it was built in the 70s, no, and we were the second in a, owner. Like, 100-year-old farm, 200-year-old exactly. farmhouse, like... In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, ghosts, there were deaths that happened in my home, we had paranormal, yeah. or we had poltergeist activity going on, like, we had a lot going on in that house, mm-hmm. which, like, it is so wild, I cannot wait, I think maybe, maybe next time, like, I... I'm nearly finished with my case. I think maybe after I finish with the mm-hmm. case that I'm doing right now that I'll finally sit down and do my, like, timeline for nice. my ghosty stories so that we can sit down and record yeah. spooky shit. Yeah, and then I have I have a few little tiny ghosty stuff. Nothing too, up mm-hmm. like, up to, up to your caliber, but I do have, like, some little ghosty stuff mm-hmm. that's happened 
in the last like five or five years of my life that I want to bring up. It's just like little like little stuff that's not really scary. It's just kind of like ooh, that's a little spooky. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, um, so we'll just do like an episode or two of just like us telling spooky story our our spooky stories, mm-hmm. um, shit like that. But yeah, so it's definitely spooky season in our house. Um, you know, obviously we kind of always thrive on that. Like we've talked mm-hmm. multiple times. We have a fucking true crime podcast. You know, we thrive but on chaos. we thrive on chaos. We thrive on you know. I don't. I almost said we thrive on murder. We're not a Jeffrey Dahmer. No. We don't thrive on murder. <laughs> we thrive on. We thrive on like last night. We were trying to watch something comforting, and we put on Law and Order for you. Yeah, that's our comfort show. Like yes. that's our. That's our like normal is yep. true crime, horror, gore. At least for me, gore. You're yep. paranormal. Like just mm-hmm. dark. I'm wearing a Bloody Mary shirt right now. Like that's yes. my norm. This is that's my norm. Exactly. So you know. <clears throat> So we digress. With that yeah. being said, uh, I mainly chose this because, you know, I saw it on TikTok. And then also one of our listeners, he had sent in a, um, what's it called? A, like, little piece he had wrote. Um, and so his at his Instagram handle is first, uh, like, number one, ST, period, day, period, out. So first okay. day out. Um, we had met him um, in like a in like a public setting. I don't really want to say what he, where he works. Oh yeah. Because just just in yes, case just like for you know, his just safety, for his, like, safety, his safety. Yes, I remember when we first met him. We were talking about um, the school to prison pipeline, yep. as well as like just like prisons in general mm-hmm. and prison like, reform, criminal justice yes. reform. It was really awesome because we were having a really great discussion because he was teaching something about um, LGBTQIA plus populations yes. in prison. Yeah. So we, of course, gave a lot of, like, because he, like, outright said he didn't know much about yeah. trans issues. So then we provided some information yeah. about that and, like, had this really awesome discussion where he provided a lot of really mm-hmm. cool information about <laughs> what it is like for people um, when they first leave jail and are trying to be rehabilitated and, like, re-entry into society. Yeah, and he was really, he really cool i think he he, there was like a button making station where he was he helped us make buttons we called our first merch we made figures in the dark buttons and he immediately took a picture was like oh is that your podcast and he's been following us we we met him i want to say not even three weeks after we started and he's been one of our original followers original listeners and i just want to give a major shout out i think he's cool with us using his real name but i didn't ask it so i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. do that but he's really, really dope. He yeah. is a huge advocate for criminal mm-hmm. justice reform, prison reform. Mm-hmm. And so I, I chose this case because of the TikTok thing and because of that. And so I expected it to be a, okay, here's a you know 20-minute case and then a 10-minute reading. It's going to be a short episode. Um, I was very mistaken. I, I This took me, I, I expected it to take me half an hour to research about the school and about the, the case of the girl who died. Mm-hmm. Um, however... It, I went on a deep dive. I, like, was researching this for fucking hours. It is horrific. So putting this out there beforehand, I'm going to say, like, content warning, you know, child abuse, forced pregnancy, you know, oh, re- religious trauma. Oh. And this was something that, you know, I, I really want to talk about because I feel like this is a good case for me to talk about because mm-hmm. these girls were forced into a school that preached religion and forced mm-hmm. religion on them. You know, and as someone who, you know, I, I'm not religious and I do not like organized religion for a a number of reasons Mm -hmm. you know i feel like this is a good case for me to talk about because i can relate to how some of these girls felt when it comes to religion being pushed onto them Mm -hmm. um so with that being said i guess we can kind of start so the we're going to talk about um a school in florida called the lakeland girls academy so like i said i heard about it on tiktok um and i didn't think i would find a lot but i really fucking did so the way this these two episodes are going to work is the first part i'm going to talk about the first it's in three sections okay. even though it's two parts the first section i'm going to talk about is lakeland girls academy or also mm-hmm. the um organization behind lakeland girls academy teen challenge okay. um and then i'm going to read the piece that uh first days out wrote that way we can kind of give him a little shout out get read his work because it was really good and then we're going to end the episode. The second part is going to be me talking about Naomi, Naomi Woods, okay. um, who is the girl who actually unfortunately died in Lakeland Girls Academy's care. So I think it's important to, you know, not only bring to light what happened at Lakeland, but also just what happens in Teen Challenge in general, because it's a really shitty environment and it's not regulated, as we can see. I'll kind of introduce, you know, how I found it. So like I said, I saw it on TikTok like four times already. But I, I saw it on TikTok from a person with a username at Miss Rainbow Bright. I think her name is Sella okay. or something like that. I won't say Selma, Sella, S-E-L-A. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say her last name just in case she doesn't want to be talked about on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I did find another podcast that had her last name in it and she had give, given interviews before, but I didn't reach out to her specifically because mm-hmm. her Instagram was private and I couldn't message her on TikTok because she didn't follow me. Okay. So I just, yeah. I'm just going to... 
use her first name and yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, she had been at Lakeland Girls Academy as well and talked about her time there as well as talking about justice for wow. Naomi. So this is what led me down like the rabbit hole of all the stories, all mm-hmm. the things the girl said. Um, and like I said, to preface, um, I'm going to talk about Lakeland, its abuse history, and really fucked up pra- practices. Mm-hmm. Just a little background about Lakeland in general. It's um, It was a religious boarding school located in Polk County, Florida. On the website, bestchristianboardingschools.org. So that's just mm-hmm. the, that's where my research started, was that website. That's terrifying. Yes. It apparently was said to be low cost, but quote unquote, highly effective. Here is where girls really? could be sent if they were on quote unquote, the wrong path. And that could be a, a, mean a number of things. Because I'm going to read you a snippet of the information, like literally verbatim that was found on this website, bestchristianboardingschools.org. Which, first of all, that website, bunch of red flags. Like, yeah. I, if you're going to there to try to find one, unless your kid is actively religious and yeah. participating actively and enthusiastically, and you're sure that they're okay with it, you shouldn't be sending your kids to a Christian boarding school. No. Like, well, I that's what always, like, freaks me out, of, like, Christian boarding school as punishment and mm-hmm. or, like... It's the same as, like, reform schools Mm -hmm. or, like, army boot camp, things like that. It just kind of sounds like, I don't know, in my brain, every time I think of someone being like, I'm sending my kid away to a boarding school, I'm like, why didn't you put your kid in therapy? Yep. Like, why didn't Mm -hmm. you try, like, a million other things before we Mm -hmm. got to this point? Yeah. That you were like, I'm going to throw my kid away. I'm going to send them away to strangers (laughs) that I have no idea what's going on there. I have Mm -hmm. no control over. And that potentially could be a very abusive environment because... Like, one of the things, like, in sociology that they teach you about is this concept called total institutions. Yep. So, the army, reform schools, things like that, that, like, shut out the entire outside world are considered total institutions because they're entirely dependent on only themselves and they cut you off from the rest of society, the rest of the norms or socialization from others. And, unfortunately, these are places where sometimes like it can make it so that you're all of similar values Mm -hmm. or other times it can become extremely scary abusive environments because there's no one there's no oversight and there's no one looking in yep and you'll and we'll find that lakeland is a total institution we'll talk about you know how teen challenge isn't regulated by anybody Mm -hmm. so we'll kind of we'll kind of talk about that so the quote i want to talk about it the quote from bestchristianboardingschools.org says quote Lakeland Girls Academy provides a safe haven for adolescents who have sought to fill the void in their hearts, only to reap destructive consequences in its place. Our program provides an opportunity for each student to refocus and reassess her life decisions and allows her the opportunity to choose the abundant life Christ has to offer. In the process, a student is taught indispensable lessons of strong work ethics, teamwork, patience, diligence, determination, communication, submission, and motivation, to name a few. I hate... Okay, hate anything this is one of the gripes i have you with will die organized. on this hill yeah i will die on this hill forever this is the gripe that i have with any kind of like <clears throat> organized religions that preach this why do women have to be submissive and mm-hmm. why is submission something you should be asking for mm-hmm. that's so fucking terrifying mm-hmm. literally the word submission makes me think you're absolutely going to abuse someone and you want them to take it you yep. want someone to be able to take abuse and that's it Mm-hmm. Submission means nothing other than you are bending to someone else's will. You have no voice. You have no yep. power. Exactly. So that's 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 how that that's how the the website introduced mm-hmm. Lakeland. So that's kind of a little, you know, a little glimpse into what parents would see when they tried to find Lakeland. And you know, and I'm not shitting parents. I'm not like I don't want to. Yeah. I want to put this out there. I'm not <clears throat> blaming any parents for putting their children in this school. Like, could they have done mm-hmm. more research? Yes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not blaming them because they also didn't know of all the surfing stuff until this thing with Naomi yeah. happened. So It's kind of like the Dr. Phil <clears throat> syndrome of it all. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. I'm sure, like, you'll probably end up touching on it, and, like, obviously once we get there and we start hearing more about it. So, like, there was this scandals many a years ago that Dr. Phil, that, like, camp horse camp that Mm -hmm. he'd send like he tried to send like bad baby to and Mm -hmm. like all these other bad kids that it was an incredibly extremely abusive Mm -hmm. place and i unfortunately i think this is one of the many like effects of dr phil is that people who watched this daytime tv show had this idea in their mind that that's going to improve kids behavior because this is someone who's quote unquote a doctor that's on television telling you this exactly so it seems like uh, Lakeland was a boarding school for what people would call, quote-unquote, troubled girls, but mm-hmm. centered around a Christian faith. Now, like I said before, and I preface this, I'm not shitting on a strong faith. You know, I my family is very religious. 
and I love them for that. Like, you know, that is, that's what makes them happy. I'm not shitting on a strong faith if that's what you choose for yourself willingly. Yeah. If that's forced upon you, that's what I'm shitting on. That's yeah. why I don't like organized religion. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is that I feel like forcing the girls who are probably dealing with the trauma from their outside lives to practice religious stuff while in a boarding school that a lot of the time they didn't choose to be at is really fucked up. Oh, yeah. Because that alone, being forced to practice a religion you don't believe in and you know is not for you mm-hmm. is traumatizing, not including yeah. all the other trauma they've already experienced. So like for like I said, forcing anyone to deal with trauma when it comes to faith isn't a good idea, especially when it comes to, you know... M- because it honestly causes more trauma than not. Oh, yeah. Because if you just say to someone, oh, pray about it. Oh, you're having trauma, pray about it. Okay, but that, that, that can help in the moment if they're really religious. Yes. But if you're not religious and someone tells you that, that just shows that you don't give a fuck to try to help them. Exactly. As well as, like, <clears throat> it might not solve the root issue because asking for divine intervention is the same as saying that you are unwilling to help as well as that person is unwilling to do work to better the situation. Exactly. It's like you're asking for someone else to do the work instead of, either helping the individual realize they need to do the work or you helping them do the work, which is really shitty. I found out this place was called Teen Challenge, uh, either Teen Challenge Lakeland or Teen Challenge Polk County, Florida. Apparently this isn't the only one in the country. There are over 220 centers like Lakeland around the country for both teens Mm -hmm. and adults. It's not just happening with one school, it's happening all over, which is really fucked up. It claims to be a faith-based recovery program. This is Teen Challenge I'm talking about, which I quote, is made up of centers for adolescents and adults seeking to overcome, quote, life-controlling issues such as drug use, depression, or sexual promiscuity. So anyone who wasn't the perfect Christian, pretty much, anyone who wasn't willing yes. to be 100% submissive, 100% straight-edge sober, and yeah. what, who, everyone who was 100% not mentally ill, which is, yeah. like, no one. And also, those are all signs of trauma exactly children going through any of those three things or displaying signs of any of those three things usually are either displaying that they have mental illness Mm -hmm. or that they are they've experienced trauma yeah so i found this this quote um from a article in in the new yorker about a woman named emma who was a resident at lakeland Mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff that i'm talking about came from that article in the new yorker she was a resident at lakeland and she went from all the way talking about how she went to like how she Mm -hmm. got taken to lakeland to everything that happened in teen challenge thus far it was like a good like when i copy and pasted it because i got it for Mm -hmm. free because i didn't want to pay the money for the new yorker (laughs) lol illegal um whenever i copy and paste Mm -hmm. it into word it was like a 30 page article like it was i I read it was a lot of fucking reading so it took it took me a while to go into Mm -hmm. it but she she was saying that she was adopted she was adopted and at three in the morning she was awoken by men hired to transport her to school which was like three because she lived in florida she was like three or four hours away and we'll see that just because it's in florida like naomi was from vermont she went to lakeland from vermont like there were girls from all around the country to go to florida for this school so it's not just like oh there's one in each state you go to the one in your state no, no you go to the one your parents want you to go to essentially <clears throat> so emma was talking about once she got to the school they strip searched her and made her squat and cough to make sure she wasn't hiding any drugs or any like uh contraband this is a child. She was, I think, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I want to say between the ages of 13 and 16. How is that not illegal? Yeah. Because this isn't, this isn't juvie. You have no legal mm-hmm. right oh, to no, search we'll, a child. No, oh, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to the legality about everything. Okay. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And that, that's even more fucked up, too. And so this is, your, this is the tip of the iceberg, let me mind you. Because you're sitting here clutching your pearls. Yeah. This is the tip of the fucking iceberg. So once uh, she was uh, brought, after this, she was brought into a room with no doors, so there wasn't any privacy. None of the bathrooms had doors, none of the bedrooms had doors. She shared this room with four other girls, and then she was given a large handbook of rules and regulations, told to memorize it and learn it and, like, live by it, and assigned to two, quote, big sisters. So these big sisters would consider her, Emma, their little Mm -hmm. sister. And so the way this worked is for the first six weeks she was there, she was to go nowhere without them, not enter a room if they weren't there, not talk unless they allowed her to talk. That's how they were treated for the first six weeks they were at Lakeland. That is absolutely just breaking a human. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's all you're trying to do. And you couldn't, you couldn't look at anyone or talk to anyone without their permission. And these girls would even be there. Like, it's not like these were girls who were there for a year and a half mm-hmm. or, like, people who were trained to be these big sisters. These big sisters could have been there for six months before Emma got there. So, so not these even are children who are also still yes. actively experiencing trauma <clears throat> yep. from this place, and unfortunately, this could also like, although it would not be the big sister's fault, this could cause a lot of hazing. 
Oh, 100%. Definitely. Like I said, once they got there, they'd be strip searched, made to squat and call, so they'd search for drugs and contraband. They'd share a room with four or more other girls. Um, the staff also explained to them, like I said, with the first six weeks they were in the program, they wouldn't be allowed to talk to anyone but their big sisters. These were the girls in the program who had been there longer than six months. So even if it was like your six month mark, there you got a little sister when she comes in. Like that, it, it was that fucking quick. The little sisters would have to sit between them in church and couldn't go into a room unless her big sisters were there. So for a month and a half, you couldn't talk to anyone but two people and it doesn't matter if you don't like them. Like if you, if you didn't yeah, like them, you have if you to were, ask their permission to yep, go to the bathroom everything. because you can't, you can't go somewhere where they're not. So you have to ask another person's permission yep. to go to the bathroom to have your needs met, to eat, yep. to go sleep, to literally mm -hmm. do anything. Yep. And you mentioned previously, but these are not trained people. Nope. These are other children. Mm -hmm. So these are people who have no concept yep. of how to not exactly. possibly make this abusive. Yep. And so that's just like the beginning of like, that's the first six okay. weeks. So now we're going to kind of dive into, you know, just other things that didn't really have a timeline for what Emma was talking about, but just okay. kind of. It was very, you know, I could tell it was very like this happened, this happened, this happened, but it wasn't very linear, mm -hmm. which I wouldn't expect it to be because like we've it's talked trauma. before, trauma is not linear. No. So apparently what I'm about to say really doesn't happen anymore, but it happened when Emma was at Lakeland. Uh, she and other new girls were forced to wear flip flops and knee length skirts. So it would make her make it harder for them to run away. Wow. And if they did end up running away um, and they they were mm -hmm. essentially captured or like yeah. taken taken back. Um, their program would re be restarted. So let's say she was meant to be there for a year and a half, or let's say 12 months, or just yeah. let's say 12 months even. She was meant to be there for 12 months. It would go back to day one, and instead of being 12 months, she would be there, have to be there for 14 months. They would tack on two months at the end for that runaway. And that's what would happen at that time. Oh my God. Yep. So when it came to contact with the outside world and their parents, the girls were allowed one 15 minute phone call once a week. And that was if they were on good behavior. If they were on good behavior. And for, for someone like Emma, who had been disciplined for talking too much when she wasn't allowed to, mm -hmm. she said these phone pri privileges were revoked for around six months. So she was alone. With for no six months. Six months. Her parents could not contact nope. her. Her parents have no idea if, she, if mm -hmm. she's being abused, no idea if she's all right. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so when the girls would take these calls or call their parents, they would have to prepare for them using a three by five note card with subjects they wanted to talk to their parents about. A staff member would supervise, sit next to them and take notes. And if there's any mention of any forbidden topics, they would either mute the girl or end the phone call. If my child called me at a summer camp or like any place that mm -hmm. I was not and literally had to have only 15 minutes I could talk to them, I would be pissed. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I'll talk to my child as much as I want. Yep. But if in the middle they were telling me, hey, mom, they're abusing me here. And then all of a sudden the line goes fucking dead. Police. Oh. Well, FBI, oh, I don't care. Let me get, oh, let me get to, to that part where Jeez. the girls com complain. So it says, also, if their kid would complain about being in the program, which, like, of course they fucking would, yeah. they were told not to believe them. The parents were told not to believe them. In 2020, the director of Lakeland literally was recorded saying, and I quote, no, that number one, that's a lie, he said. It's all a ploy, he went on. It's all a tactic to wear you down to get you to pull them out of the program. Like, this is literally telling parents not to believe their kids. Not to believe your children. Potential, oh, we're abusing them. They're telling you that we're abusing them. But don't believe them because that's just that. That's just them trying to get out of here so they can go back to being bad. Instead of maybe we're abusing them and I'm lying to you because I want your money. So literally, like, that's like, every time, like, you bring up a point, I'm like, oh, wait, I'll cover that. Because, huh. because it's, it's, this, it's, it's, it is fucking they crazy. It. They thought of everything to manipulate, Jesus. to abuse these girls. It's fucking horrible. Fucking horrible. So I want, like, I know, like, yeah. you also might be thinking, like, how did the parents, how was this legal for the parents to, like, do this? And how was this legal for mm -hmm. them to, for Teen Challenge to do this? Yeah. So when they sent their parents there, when the parents sent their kids there, sorry, they would sign a contract containing a myriad of fucked up policies. They agree not only to essentially give up custody of their kid while they're in the Teen Challenge program, but also waive the right to sue in civil court. No. If someone mm -hmm. comes to me and is like, hey, we're taking your kid, we can do whatever, basically give that, give us custody of your child and say you'll never sue us. Be like, <laughs> good yep. joke. That way, like, if anything happened to the kid, Teen Challenge couldn't be touched legally. They couldn't no. be re reprimanded. No. So I was thinking, if the parents couldn't do anything, maybe government agencies regulating these places mm -hmm. could. Um, but no, there aren't any government agencies or laws regulating these places. None. Zero. These are the care yep. of children. This yep. could be factories for s sex slavery or abuse that could be going on and no one's 
So, so get, I'll tell you the agency who's looking over them. I'll, t- I'll tell oh, you the agency no. that is. So, Lakeland Academy, while seen and advertised as a school for troubled girls, it wasn't overseen by the Florida Department of Education or Family Services. No, no, no. They were overseen by the Florida Association of Christian Child Caring Agency. That is nonsense. That's and, nothing. And get this. That's nothing. And, and get this. This agency, a lot of the board members were the people who ran these fucking schools. Are you kidding me? No. So That's yeah, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. At the, like, at, for a second there, I almost thought you were gonna tell me that it was being ran by like Florida Board of Corrections because this mm-hmm. is basically a prison. It's almost worse. Yeah, because it's, it's not. It's, it's an association. It's a, no, it's a nonsense agency yep. made up by people mm-hmm. who are already profiting off of this. Yep. And then I did some more research because I was like, well, what if like there was an actual like neglect call to like DHS mm-hmm. or something like that? Family services only got involved if there were reports of abuse and neglect. And so even though these were happening at Lakeland and in Lakeland, yeah, every there was time, no way to report it. Every time an issue was brought forward, they would interview the kids who were too scared to say anything and the accusations would come back unfounded. Yeah. Because why are they gonna say shit? They know they're gonna get they know they're gonna get shunned, they're gonna get yes. made to be quiet for six months. Like it's it's insane. It's fucking crazy. This and so I also saw something, I don't know if I'm gonna go onto it later or not, but George Bush actually, when he was president, put funding into Teen Challenge and so that he was he believed that this was the one good Christian-based school program for troubled kids. Like, the president said that. And when he, when he made his secretary or his, uh, his cabinet, whatever it is, he brought in someone who used to be a higher-up at Teen Challenge to be one of his advisors. Mm-hmm. I right? I want to throw myself in a pit. Mm-hmm. Right? It, yeah, I, I told you this was going to be like, and this is even, you, we haven't even gotten to, like, no. the punishments yet. No, I'm just... <laughs> This is just, like, the, the top, the tip of the fucking iceberg. This is the top surface layer mm-hmm. of this fucking gaping wound. Yep. This gaping axe wound that is yep. garbage. Yeah. So, these people were literally brainwashing and traumatizing kids. Yep. Their punishments would be so fucking horrible. So, there is something called relationship restriction. This essentially meant that a pair of students who had, quote-unquote, unhealthy behaviors, such as, you know, lightly touching each other, like giving each other a hug, not even sexually, just like holding hands, like a friendly hug, whatever, would be forbidden to interact with one another and would be told as act as if the other was dead. Any interaction and eye contact was forbidden with this person. Yep. So imagine what that does to you as a a kid. Yeah, you're not even allowed to have any kind of, like, kindness. Mm Mm-hmm. Like warm touch mm-hmm. you're not allowed to have friends clearly. even high-fiving no nope. literally so high-fiving. you're literally not allowed to have friends no and it, and that's that's part of the way they break these girls down because they you know once you try to find someone who comforts you and you know they don't want them you guys to devise anything to try mm-hmm. to get out of here or try to help each other yeah so they put you on relationship restriction and they run nope we're gonna cut that shit out they had thought of fucking everything something else that they would be forced to do was to finish all the foods on their plate or they would get disciplined so not only are they traumatizing them, they're adding, like, disorder eating habits onto them. Cool. Even if the kids didn't feel good, the staff didn't care. They often saw kids as being sick as an excuse not to do their work or do their studies. So, I, and I want you to keep this in your back pocket, because we're recording both these parts on the same day. Yeah. This comes back later with Naomi. Okay. And this is the big reason of why she passed away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, someone might ask what what was, you know, the work that these kids did, because I said, yeah. like, they saw sickness as an excuse not to do work. Um, well, a lot of them would be brought to other churches in the area to tell their story and ask for money for, for Teen Challenge, for fundraising. Okay, so we're just, like, human trafficking into panhandling. Yep, yep. Cool, 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 um, cool. And when they were at these churches, sometimes they'll be forced to wear shirts that said Teen Challenge Runaway on the front, and the phone number on the back, so if they ran away, they would be easily spotted and reported. Like, what? It's like making prisoners wear striped jumpsuits or neon jumpsuits when they're outside doing community service. You know what is best for children? To treat them worse than prisoners. Mm-hmm. Or like prisoners. Mm-hmm. And so apparently Teen Challenge also had um, some sections for adults who were going through drug, drug abuse and stuff like that. Someone was also quoted as saying that they would make the adults in the program work full-time hours with no pay and was saying that this person who was in the program was like, oh, no, they were labor tra- trafficking us. Yes. So straight up. That is literally. Labor trafficking. Yeah, that's literally human trafficking. Yep, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So something else that really broke my heart was how they treated teens in the, pr- in the program who were pregnant. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. So content warning, forced pregnancy, shit like that. It's, it's, it gets pretty bad. Um, so if they came into the program pregnant or they found out they were pregnant, they weren't allowed to keep their babies. Um, and no, I don't mean they were forced to get abortions. I mean the exact fucking opposite. That they were forced to have the baby and then taken from them forcibly? Yep. They would even tell the parents of pregnant teens to not agree to sign paperwork to go to a different facility where pregnant like women were allowed. Because there were other, other like, not in Teen Challenge, but mm-hmm. other agencies that were kind of like homes for pregnant women okay. that they could stay in if they were homeless or yes. troubled or whatever. They, they would tell the parents not to sign that paperwork, even though Teen Challenge, Lakeland, whatever, wasn't was meant it? for pregnant women no. or pregnant girls. So they didn't, yeah, they clearly didn't have the facilities for it. They mm-hmm. had no idea how to care for them in a healthy way mm-hmm. and we're going to abuse and make weird decisions for them yep and so they were forced to give up their give up their child that the woman emma actually found out she was pregnant this is what happened to her um they they the pregnant uh the pregnant girls were told to think of themselves like the virgin mary and how she had to give up her son to god so they were doing the same thing and honoring god in that way no so like are you like how that like how much more trauma can you cause I literally cannot think of a worse thing to do to a person Mm -hmm. and to force on to teenage girls Mm -hmm. who it may be in a very scary situation to begin with when finding out that they're pregnant and that you're literally going to force them to have a child whether they want one or not and then you're forcibly going to take that baby and not allow them to have any control over their body, their situation, and this human that they create. Yep. You, you and so and it's funny, I want to note that you can tell that this is like this is really pissing you off because yes. you're so calm and so like monotone I'm and the angry. amount of and the amount of quiet pauses that we have. Yeah. Because it's it's I'm angry. It is that like when I was doing research on this, I was like what the fuck? Who the fuck what the fuck let this happen and George Bush did. <laughs> yeah. Like thanks thanks W. We're really exactly proud of you again. Exactly. But like Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Who thinks this is a good idea? Who thinks this is okay? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? And also, mm-hmm. like, these are still children. Yep. Yep. Children. So yeah. let's talk about the reasons a, a child or a girl could be brought into mm-hmm. this program. Because I think there were more centers for, you know, for more than just girls. But okay. the Lakeland specifically was a girls' academy. Okay. Oh, and something I want to know as well, going back a little bit. Um, they also weren't allowed to look in the eye at the other sex. So if someone mm-hmm. walked by them, they'd, they'd put their heads down. So put that out there as well. One of the reasons that a, a, a girl could be caught, brought into this uh, program was to be mandated by, by a court. Like, you know how sometimes we'll say, like, you'll see kids, like, go through, like, oh, forcible anger, anger management, shit like that. It was, like, it's Florida. So this is literally... Like a prison. A prison. Yeah. And that this is a full pipeline of, like, there are judges who... Okay, so there was a Law & Order SP episode about this, yep. and I remember this. But, like, literally a judge could be like, hey, juvenile, delinquent little girl you're fucking 12 and doing some petty thefts, you know what? Instead of getting you actual help, actual therapy, or, like, making you do community service, Mm -hmm. why don't I rip you from your family and legally force you to go to this creepy school to abuse you? Well, so that actually, and that's the case I eventually want to cover. It was called the Kids for Cash scandal in Pennsylvania. So there was actually, I want to say in Wilkes-Barre, I want to say Wilkes-Barre, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. There was a scandal where there were a few uh, juvenile judges in juvenile courts who mm-hmm. were getting, um, like, uh, I'll Kick say back. kickbacks yeah. for putting schools, girl, like uh, kids in these specific schools. So I'll eventually cover that, because that happened in yeah. Pennsylvania. Cool. So, like, this is, that was probably one of those things as yeah. well. You know what I mean? Either that or they're just complete assholes being like, yeah, let's fuck up these kids. Like, let's you know. let, you know what's going to stop criminality? Abusing children! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> So if a kid like looked like they were um, heading down a delinquent path, they might send them to Teen Challenge. Another thing would be if they're doing drugs or drinking a lot or at risk for doing so. Like we said, if they went through trauma. At risk? Mm-hmm. At risk. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're not even doing hey, that. You we just w- think you could? Yep. Get yep, out of here. exactly. So another reason, another reason they would be sent was uh, mental health. So one woman said she was sent there right from a psychiatric hospital, and she was like, I never rebelled, never done drugs. She was like, I was just fucking depressed. And they sent her, excuse me, sent her there. Yep. Um, and of hey, course. you got the big sad, you know, what would really help you? Abuse. 
Trauma. More Religious trauma. trauma. <laughs> We're going to make it so we isolate you more, which is already a symptom of this depression. Mm-hmm. Let's make it worse. Let's make it worse. Let's fully isolate you. Mm-hmm. Let's traumatize you. Yep. Let's just straight up abuse you. Yep. That'll cure your depression. Yep. And of course... You know, we're thinking, like, of course they had mental health counselors. Of course they didn't. No. No, of course they didn't. This is Florida, and this is a nonsense place. Yep, so the same woman who said that she had um, she had gotten into the program because of um, mm. the mental health, I'm not sure how long she was there by the time that she mentioned this, but she said from the moment that she got in to whenever she, she mm-hmm. said this quote, um, she said she saw 13 suicide attempts, not including her multiple own. So, like, yeah. it Yeah. Another reason you could be brought into this program is for the people you dated. Now, I know we all won't be shocked when I say that gay girls were sent here by Christian parents looking to convert them. I love conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Prezi Mike summer camp so bad. <laughs> so, and something else I was shocked to find out is that one girl said she was in the program because she was dating a boy who was not white. So, like... Any more, uh, you know, phobics we want to yeah. toss in there? Yeah, just Transphobia, like, homophobia, yeah. racism. racism. Let's, you know what? We're racist and you're not. Throw them in the abuse school. <laughs> the abuse school. I wish, you guys, I wish you guys could see Tay's fucking face right now. <laughs> it's, you're Yeet so... The kids. Just fucking throw them in there. Throw them in there. Throw them in there. Fuck the kids. Who, gives, who cares, you know? When everybody's shouting about how, like, they hate children or this generation or why are all these kids a bunch of bags of assholes who doesn't do anything right or is horrible. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Literally, you guys were all like, these kids are bad. You know what will be better for them? Abuse. And then they (laughs) fucking, like, they get out of there and maybe they can't handle it because... You know, a trauma is really, mm-hmm. really fucking overwhelming. And then you're all mad because it's like, well, why is this whole... Why is everything so shitty? I'm like, because it's rampant abuse. You exactly. Idiots. Exactly. So that's the background on Lakeland Girls Academy and how shitty they are. Um, oh, like good. I said, I'm going to make this two parts, um, but I wanted to finish off this episode with um, one of our listeners writing and the next we- uh, next episode or next week when we release it. Um, we'll talk about Naomi Wood and her death, the results of the autopsy, and if any charges were filed. So before we go into this piece that our listener wrote, what I want to know your, and you kind of give me thoughts yeah. throughout this, what, like, what, like, I want to know what you were, how you feel based on what I had told you beforehand and what I'm telling you now. Like, I feel like I didn't give you, I didn't give Tay a lot of clues no. as to what this was like. I just said it was a shitty thing and it was yeah. rough. That's all I said. Like, I, I had ideas and inklings that stuff like this existed. Mm-hmm. But it makes me so unbelievably angry. It was, like, one of my biggest, like, forever knows, like, I will write you off as a person for to ever is anything related to child abuse. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is literally an entire system that is created to abuse children. And in a way that they set it up to make it legal to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just cannot begin to understand how people don't see that trauma and harm is never going to fix a person. Yep. That I don't understand. We, as an entire society, have access to the fucking internet. We have access to every information and resource at our fingertips. And why do we still have to argue that harming or abusing someone does not help them yep. and does not cure a person why can't we all just collectively as a society realize that like mental health help and like actually getting people help is the only way for shit to get better mm-hmm. and is the only right option like mm-hmm. yeah I don't understand yeah so the, the, it was it's 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 you know it's really shitty and we'll see more about how this affected naomi and how unfortunately it kind of you know was the cause of her death and sh- and we'll talk about her because she was a wonderful wonderful girl and I want to bring some information about her to the to the mm-hmm. story because she's really sweet and her you know and we'll talk about like how it affected everything afterwards how how it affected Lakeland this that and the other um but I guess now I'll kind of re uh change you know change gears a little bit and mm-hmm. read the um piece that uh our listener wrote um did have you read this yet or no no mm-hmm. okay cool so I read it I 
did want to say tweaked a little bit. I added, like, commas and stuff just that yeah. way, like, it would be easier for me to read as a person. Because mm-hmm. I literally, you should see my notes, they're, like, double-spaced, hella, hella, like, hella big because I can't focus. Yeah. So I can get, I'll just, just, like, dive right in. So the correlation between traditional education, high school and college, and the idea of re- rehabilitation are both systems that are tremendously flawed. They are both systems failing to achieve their goals, yet largely unchecked or approved upon. From high school, if not earlier, we start the process of block learning, in which every 30 minutes to one hour we switch classes, a lot like 10-minute movements in prison. For example, one every one, one, a movement every 45 minutes to an hour in prison. For those of us who went through high school, we are, show, we are showed up and are forced to learn or memorize information that, for the most part, will never be applicable in the real world. Now, the grades accomplished in high school dictate the future before the person or student even realizes the significance of its impact. Because a person may not be interested in physics and doesn't put forth their best effort, they are then failed or punished for lack thereof. Why? What if this person is more interested in psychology or the study of the languages? Why, then, is it expected for everyone to learn more or less the same things if we're all meant to be different? We're all individuals with strengths and weaknesses in a different array of subjects and areas in life. Why is someone punished for being weak in one area but then not rewarded for being phenomenal in another? The school punishes the student for not conforming and behaving the way they deem fit. This then affects a student's personal life, assuming they have support at home, and it also changes the trajectory of their future with little to no concern. There is no concern for personal matters, outlying factors contributing to the mental health of the student. You know, the pandemic, global unrest, economic downturn, a historic rate of violence throughout the most majority cities right now. No, it's perform or else. We are told schools are meant to educate, teach, help, and guide the way. However, if a student can't understand a specific subject instead of figuring out why or shaping their education experience more in line with their strengths, the system fails them with little to no regard of who they might become. The system is flawed and more concerned about pass or fail numbers than actually teaching, learning, assisting the future of our society to become the best of who they are. A lot like their education system, rehabilitation is nothing more than a good sounding word associated with prison. If prison rehabilitates someone, then why is there such a high recidivism rate for offenders? Mm-hmm. Prison, like school, is a good, a good idea in theory, but it fails to actually help or guide an individual in the right direction. Prison conditions exist with lack of importance on nutrition, mental health support, progressions or advancement in education programs, job preparation, adequate health care, safety, or even the common decency to treat incarcerated individuals as humans. The system is so quick to forget that these individuals are all people of our communities, yet for the duration of their stay, they are treated worse than animals. What is the rehabilitation? Where does it exist? Not in America. A person coming home is pushed out the door with little more than a thumbs up and maybe someone saying good luck. More so than not, this person is going back to their community that looks the same, yet is completely different in almost every aspect. This person is coming back with a lack of job skills, a gap on their resume, lack of communication, preparation, understanding of this new and sometimes old world, and little to nothing to show for their time incarcerated. Now you'll say this is actually the person's fault, but I need to ask how so. No real programs exist to help better the individuals. No real world skills, physical skills, financial literacy, certifications that actually hold weight, educational programs, nada. They come home to a completely different world, worse than they went in, and are in a worse situation now with so many things working against them. It is very hard to find employment because of their record and the negative connotations associated with someone going to prison, and we will just avoid elaborating on the difficulties to find stable housing. All this, yet they paid their quote-unquote debt to society. Doesn't seem to be quote-unquote paid if this one incident will now affect their whole entire future. They are then pressured by probation to meet their requirements or else they'll be locked back up. The system has failed them time and time again, yet we blame the individual because they couldn't figure it out. Sound a little bit familiar? So I so that was his, that's his piece, which was like, it got, the first time I read it, it like got me. It like... It's all so true, and it, it really does hurt because our country is very much one that believes in punishment mm-hmm. rather than rehabilitation, and that everything, the way prison is set up, the way the rest of society is set up is to punish mm-hmm. rather than to teach, learn, help, or better. Yep, and I thought it was just, like, a really good piece, and it really does open your eyes to sim- how similar schools can be to prisons, and especially if they're anything like Lakeland Girls Academy. Oh, yeah. So it really, once he sent that to me and I found this Lakeland thing, I was like, okay, let's oh, absolutely. That, it just, and it's like, like, right. And when we, like, continue to think about, like, the school-to-prison pipeline, especially when it comes to, like especially for children who are people of color, like Mm -hmm. black children, especially, especially in predominantly white schools Mm -hmm. get punished or sent 
to like in school suspension or get in trouble at higher rates and Mm -hmm. are always in trouble so then you're always constantly you're being pulled out of any type of learning you could be doing Mm -hmm. to then be punished again Mm -hmm. so you spend more of your time and like as a child who was by no means a good kid Mm -hmm. and was always in trouble too and that I spent way more time in in school suspension than I ever Mm -hmm. rightfully should have I was tracked from the beginning like all of high school I I think only my freshman year was I in advanced classes and it wasn't because I was dumb by any means that I just couldn't keep up Mm -hmm. with advanced classes it was because I was tracked as a bad kid Mm -hmm. that I was too much of a distraction in classes or like I was in too much trouble to be a part of what they considered Mm -hmm. the advanced classes yeah so I didn't get the same opportunities. I didn't get to be a part of the same types of Mm -hmm. classes. I didn't get to be in advanced classes and then look better Mm -hmm. for colleges Mm -hmm. because I was considered a bad kid. No one was helping me or providing me with assistance. Instead, I was just being punished Mm -hmm. and then making it so my future could have been harder. I worked very hard to get out of it. I was one of the few lucky ones who ended up figuring out a way out of that cycle and Mm -hmm. that system. And the only way that I found out of that cycle and that system was through mental health help Mm -hmm. and getting a lucky opportunity to go to a college that really worked for me and that I ended up meeting the right professors and the right mentors that really pushed me in the right directions. Yeah, and it's something something I also want to bring up is, like, you know, the school-to-prison pipeline is literally a subject that is taught in criminal justice classes. When it comes to school resource officers or SROs, Mm -hmm. especially in predominantly, you know, minority areas, Mm -hmm. those are the key players to the school-to-prison pipeline because it goes from something like two kids having an argument and fist-fighting from detention in school suspension to juvenile hall. Yep. To juvenile detention, which then not only halts their learning and mm-hmm. their learning and them as people in, in school, but also it gives them a track record. Yep. I don't give a fuck if you're 18 and you ha- and expunged whatever. It's always going to fucking be there. It's always going to be there and you also learned only that system. Mm-hmm. So like you're a kid who is living in a poor neighborhood and Let's say, for example, like, I can see this example Mm -hmm. so many times with our, with clients from Mm -hmm. the shelter we used to work at. You're, you're in a DV shelter, you're homeless Mm -hmm. because of domestic violence. You have a parent who is now, for the first time ever, being a single parent, who is possibly getting trapped back into that cycle of abuse, Mm -hmm. and is trying to rebuild their entire life because they had been with an abuser who cut them off financially and Mm -hmm. made it so that they couldn't work, so they have huge gaps in their resume. Mm -hmm. So you've got a mom, or let's just use this example, you've got a mother to a single single mother Mm -hmm. living in a homeless shelter that is specifically DV related. Mm -hmm. That parent has to try to figure out how to do work, Mm -hmm. things like that, gets depressed, can't drive you to school, can't mm-hmm. make sure you're showing up to school on yep. time. So then you're too tardy too often mm-hmm. because you're depressed, your parent is depressed, you're victims of violence. You have to yep. go, you have to find a place to be so your parent can go to court mm-hmm. for a PFA. Mm-hmm. So you're not attending school. School resource officer gets you for tardiness. You literally get basically like child arrested mm-hmm. for not going to class. Yep. And taken from schooling more mm-hmm. and get to have a whole track record because you can't show up to school because you're in a shitty situation. Exactly. And that's something that, you know, I understand the thought process behind school resource officers for mm-hmm. actual violent kids who are dangerous. Mm-hmm. However, you know, a lot of times the kids who are arrested at schools are for things like small petty fights or for large, like small small amounts mm-hmm. of weed because that's how they, how they, they use substances to cope with their trauma. Like it's... Yeah. At the end of the day, it all goes back to that, you know, that pipeline of trauma. Can, can Most people who commit crimes are traumatized. Yes. Most people who commit crimes do so out of necessity and don't even mm-hmm. realize they're committing crimes, i.e., you know, okay, my, like, pure example, let's go back to the, the mm-hmm. mom the mom in the shelter. She has no money to feed her kid. She goes to school and she steals a loaf of bread and peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. She gets arrested. She's doing that out of necessity. Yeah. Even a kid who's 16, 17 gets caught with a caught with a joint in his pocket, gets arrested for possession of marijuana. He's using that to cope with yeah. his mom being arrested to try to feed his fucking siblings. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a vicarious, it's vicarious trauma, generational mm-hmm. trauma, societal trauma. Like, yeah. we as a society don't have the 
skills or the resources or the abundance of resources mm-hmm. to do with the sheer amount of trauma that everyone has. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if you say you've never had trauma. Everyone experiences trauma yes. sometime in their lifetime. Even something as simple, I want to say as simple because it's not simple, it's like the death of a family member. That's traumatic. Yeah. Something as simple as, you know, a, a cat dying or, or a pet dying, yeah. that's traumatic. Absolutely. You don't even have to have gone through an abusive relationship, be raped, be sexually assaulted, be a victim, a victim yeah. of violence. Absolutely. To, to be traumatized and we don't have the infrastructure to not only help that but also the people who are the most traumatized are the ones who don't have the funds don't have the means to get that help and the mental health industry is so goddamn expensive and it's so overburdened there's not enough Mm -hmm. professionals there's not enough helpers that exist because it's such a needed thing this it's just everything we're putting all of our resources into punishment Mm mm-hmm rather than putting into rehabilitation well and like and like our listener wrote like you say it's it's rehabilitation oh the the you know the thing behind the prison mm-hmm. system, system is meant to be rehabilitation yes. it's not no it's not they're it's incarcerated no they're literally throwing them in a place that halts literally puts a pause on their fucking life their social yes. status their social skills for however long yep. they're in there and then lets them go as if nothing happened exactly and the only things they're learning is how to survive that system Yep. And that system in and of itself, you're not actually monitoring anybody there. So you're letting rampant abuse continue mm-hmm. and rampant violence happen because you're not actually doing anything to improve mm-hmm. any condition to make it so that they can't or don't turn to violence to yep. get their needs met. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the first part of this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a, I feel like every case I've done thus far has been a, been a whammy so far oh, for yeah, you. It's been like a, damn, tense. okay. Yeah. So. Oh. That was part one of the Lakeland Girls Academy and Teen Challenge, as well as a huge thank you to our listener, First Days Out, for sending us that. It was amazing. It was very, you know, it definitely prompted a lot of conversation, which I'm sure we will also end up having after this, you know, because we just, that's how we are. We talk about this stuff for hours afterwards. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I guess with that being said, if you want to listen to part two, send in any more suggestions, any case suggestions or whatever you can follow us on instagram at figures in the dark you can follow us on twitter send us a tweet at figures in the dark but dark spelled drk and then you can follow us on facebook like our page post on the page at figures in the dark and then you can email us at, uh you can send us a gmail send us an email about you know case suggestions any mm-hmm. pieces you have written any feedback any you know anything you want to say to us just yeah Please be nice. Um, at <laughs> figures in the dark podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, like you can like us, yeah. subscribe, you know, leave a rating on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Anchor. And then um, you know, with that being said, we want to say thank you for listening, and as always, beware of the figures in the dark. Bye. Bye.